The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast After Dark. I am Zach Romero. Joining me digitally across the uh, space-time continuum of computers is the Allen family, Chad and Shelley. Thank you both uh, so much for for uh, slumming it with me here in the dark days after Halloween. And I want to start things off with a new idea that I want to introduce to the After Dark series, and that is... I want to start the episode by completely derailing what we were originally planning to talk about and ask a question to the group, and that question is, why do you feel Thanksgiving has been absolutely given the boot this year? Now, this is, I feel, a long time coming. However, <laughs> there has been a uh, a more adversarial kind of attitude towards Thanksgiving this year. Not so much a, uh, you know, well, you know, we'll do some Thanksgiving and it's Christmas, it's been a lot more, fuck you, I'm putting my tree up right now, and I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, well, for, well, first off, hi, hi. everybody. Se- secondly, yeah, we uh, completely didn't know this question was coming, so now I'm uh, pondering That's the you. whole premise. That's the whole yeah, premise exactly. of derailing the show. So it's Zach Romero presents derail the, derail the show right <laughs> off the bat. I feel like we okay. need, like, a train whistle or something. I know. I was here. like, wow. Um, so uh, I don't know why to it. Because, like I said, I'll be honest, I'm one of those ones, and don't get me wrong, I'm, and Shelly will tell you, I'm a huge Christmas geek. Like, major, serious, obnoxious Christmas geek. Uh, I love Christmas. I can't wait, usually, to put my tree up. Uh, I've got a bunch of old family heirloomy type things that I have to put up every year that have been handed down that I can't wait to hand down to my kids. Shelly, it's a good thing this is not a video podcast, because Shelly is rolling her eyes back so far into her head, you think she's doing a fucking Undertaker impression right now. Dude, um, I couldn't roll my eyes enough. Right. Uh, Shelly is not as much of a Christmas fan as I am. Uh, she does it begrudgingly because I'm such a huge Christmas geek, um, but she could take it or leave it. Um, now, that being said, for me at least, I don't get why Christmas is creeping so hard up on... November. Like No, my... we all know exactly why it's creeping up on November. It's because Christmas itself is forced retailism. Right. And now retailers are like, how far can we push it? Right. Can we push it into August? I promise you, there's stores putting up Christmas in the summer. Like mm-hmm. it's all about us buying stuff. We are forced that way. And so... I think the aggression we feel towards Thanksgiving is because we're just an aggressive society right now. I just feel we're very divisive on everything. And so even something as simple as your normal Thanksgiving is somehow like some way for us to have a battle of memes on Facebook. Right. So Mm. Now, I would like to say for the record that Black Friday for me is not for shopping. By the way, and speaking, speaking, let me be slightly adversarial. If you are one of those people that have Thanksgiving dinner and then go out shopping, which causes people who should be home with their families to have to be in their stores to service ungrateful, annoying assholes. And if you're one of those people, I'm talking directly to you about this. You're a douchebag. Stay with your family. Watch football. 
and let the let the people who are in retail stay the fuck home for one goddamn day. One. Well, it's a good thing that Luna doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> is she one of the? Well, I and, and Luna knows how much how much I care for her and everything. But she's a douchebag if she's going out shopping on on holidays, uh, especially on like Thanksgiving Day, like Black Friday. Okay, it's become like the consumerism holiday. I can slightly make an exception for that because it's just too late now. We can't unring that bell. But the people that are going on Thanksgiving uh, need a swift kick in the private. Yeah. Okay. So. Fair enough. Uh, my theory as to why there's such a, um, strong, strong war on Thanksgiving this year is I think it partially goes to the like, okay, boomer sort of like young versus old idea because, um, you know, there in the last few years, there's been like the advent of like friendsgiving and stuff like that, where you're still sharing a meal, you're still sharing the togetherness, but not with your family because families suck. And so, yeah. I feel like that has led to this year, which is now a strong adversarial fight between young and old. So, you know, anybody over the age of 30 is like, okay, old timer, we're not doing that shit anymore. And then, you know, now now suddenly Thanksgiving is seen as like an obsolete uh, holiday because Christmas doesn't have to necessarily be a family-oriented affair. It can be like, hey, I'm buying my friends gifts or they're buying me gifts or whatever the case may be. So that's kind of my theory on it is that it is a – is a uh, a, a an additional step of the okay boomer movement. Um, and so that's why there's, like I said, every year that it seems like Shelly's right on the mark that it's just more pursed towards, Hey, start buying stuff earlier, which, okay. Sure. That's America now, but just for whatever reason, I've just seen a lot of this year of just like, it's not just, Oh, Hey, Christmas is coming. It's like, no, no, don't you dare fucking say Thanksgiving to me. We're skipping that shit. Where's goddamn Santa Claus at? And I was just like, hmm, that's very interesting. I know, and I'm super hard on the other side. Like, I'm the one like, hey, hey, don't talk to me about Christmas until after I've gorged myself on, right. on turkey. Right. Like, don't take this well, for me. This is the one fat person holiday. Like, right. this is well, it. Well, Halloween in that one. I but... mean, yeah, but like, once you become an adult, it's not acceptable to just go around getting free candy. No one really wants well, to do we, that. That's why we have kids. Yeah, I was but, say, the, I, I always considered the day after Valentine's Day to be a certified fat person holiday. Also, so the candy's half true. off. Yeah, that's super true. Uh, yeah, but you got to enjoy those moments. Like, don't right. take this from us. Like, Thanksgiving is like, I want this. I want this moment. I have been dreaming about, you know, green bean casserole for right. a while. Like, don't take this from me. I need so, all the month to enjoy it. Right. Yeah, like I said, even me as a major Christmas person, catch me after, like, Black Friday, that's where I'm putting up my tree. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Like, from Black Friday on, that's Christmas. But, uh, but uh, give me, yeah, let's enjoy Thanksgiving for a little bit. And besides, I just, I don't want to figure out where all my Christmas decorations are yet either. I haven't even taken on the Halloween ones yet. I, I really know. Need to, I really got to do that pretty soon, too. <laughs> um, my big inflatable ghost has to be packed up and <laughs> all that crap, so... Yeah, we bought a uh, an inflatable sandworm literally the day uh, like the day before Halloween. I saw that on I saw that on Luna's Facebook page, and uh, we might have to get a picture of that to share that on the uh, to 
They showed that on the Twitter and stuff like that. That thing is freaking amazing. That was the yeah. coolest thing. I've and uh, the projector that it comes with, you can technically upload whatever you want onto it. So that might end up becoming like nine foot tall punk pro advertisements, or as Luna keeps suggesting, nine foot tall porno movies. So we'll see. B- both amazing ideas right there. Both, but, I think, perfectly acceptable in right. your town. Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't think All right, anyone so, would blink. <laughs> so enough so, derailment of the show. Let's actually talk about what we're scheduled to talk about here. So, Chad, I'm going to leave it to you to actually like get us back on track here. And, I'm, and that was a booming success, perfect success to derail the show immediately with a question out of nowhere. Booming success. I see what you I did know. with that one after Thank the you. Okay Thank boomers. You. Uh, so uh, this uh, past Friday night, uh, we were actually the entire IndieCast crew uh, plus friends. Uh, and for and some former guests were all in attendance. Some of us working it, a la Mr. Romero here. <laughs> yes. Uh, to the uh, FIP show, aka the FIP, uh, for their uh, most recent show at the Orpheum in Ebor City. Lovely, the lovely Orpheum, the well maintained and always clean bathrooms <laughs> that you could eat eat off the floor. Orpheum <laughs> in Ebor City. Uh, the the picturesque. The picturesque uh, Ebor City. Yes. The no, I was not accosted by three homeless people just on the two blocks it takes me to walk from our parking lot we like to the Orpheum. Not at all. No such thing. Dirty chickens are not running around the area at all. Orpheum in lovely scenic, beautiful right. Ebor City. In beautiful, um, safe, serene. Shut right. up. I'm Googling, can you get rabies from a street chicken? <laughs> Ebor City, Florida. So... Uh, but, uh, we, uh, we, we all got to, we would say we all got to attend, um, myself and Shelly and, uh, our friend Yale and a uh, former guest of the IndieCast, Eric Z. Goodnight, super artist, uh, Eric Z. Goodnight was there with yep. us. Uh, and Luna was in the audience with us as that got to, uh, both announce the, the show. And, and I, I'm interested in, uh, kind of hearing about how your, your announcing was done in a very interesting way for this show. They did not have you run down to the ring every time to announce in the middle of the ring i think partially because you were also doing commentary um, yes that was but, the reason was because of commentary not just because uh daddy didn't want to keep running up and down stairs for the entire well, should have show been the primary reason that well, also, is the primary reason well also here's the other thing about this show so um uh, but uh so the show was actually a, a really good the audience was packed and really into the show mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, nothing against FIP or WWN who usually put on some great shows, but the audience isn't always there for it. They were there for it for this week, and I'm I'm very pleased that that was. I the would case. like to thank Beer. I, <laughs> yeah, they were they were super ready to go. Like everyone in the room was like on it. It was it was really cool. It was actually a really but, great FIP show. But so. the um, but the, the, I think the other reason Zach, you you probably didn't get to come down is because. This show was run like a runaway freight train. Yes. Like match just bled right into next match, which went into next match, which I thought was very interesting, but Shelly will have some complaints about a little bit later. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you hold off on your, your rant about intermission. Uh, do, do you want to do it now? Do well, I mean, to... you just hyped it. Okay. So, it so feels yeah, like go it ahead. Go so, now. So, hold on. I'm, I'm putting my soapbox down. Yeah. Put your, right, there you go. Don't twist and, your ankle. Here you go. Yeah. Whoa, man. I need an intermission. I'm sorry. I know you're on TV and you're taping and you're trying to get the matches in and 
make it a cohesive show, that's great. But I'm in the actual audience and I need a break from watching humans collide. Like I just need a 10 minute breather. Maybe I could get another drink from the bar, go by the merch first, table. First off, you you got as many drinks as you needed to. She came around to you a decent amount. So Well, she knows where her bread and butter is at. Right. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know. So look, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Getting out is getting out. Right. Okay. I'm like a I'm like a first day inmate. Like I just got out of jail. <laughs> I need a drink and do all the things. We everything has to get in tonight. So First off, big bong. So, you know. so, but in any case, yes, I need an intermission. I need a break. I need a visual, like, stop. I don't know if it's because, you know, I watched Sesame Street too much as a kid. Whatever. I need segments, and I need you to give me a break. So the pace of the show was a little, like, by the time we got to the last match, I was a little, I was a little exhausted. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, mentally, I didn't have a, much of a break. So I took a mental vacation during some of that match. And I feel bad because not because the match wasn't like the match was good. It was just like I had just run out of the ability to pay attention that long and I needed a break. So yeah, it was hard for me. So, so okay. Meanwhile, I thought the pace was great and I think more shows hopefully run that way. Um, cause I, I mean, the show ran what did it even go two and a half hours? It was about two hours, right? Yeah, it was just about. Yeah. So I mean, I thought the pace was good. It moved quick. The matches were were good. Uh, I I almost watched uh, a dead body. Uh, we'll talk about that. In a little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but um, but yeah, no. I thought I thought the show went really well. I think the the pacing was great, and I I like the way they handled it for the most part. There's definitely a couple things that I could do without, um, but we'll talk about that as they come up. So. Uh, okay. Uh, Zach Herrera, what was the first match of the evening? Yeah, I was going to say, in case you couldn't read the writing on the wall already, I'm going to be somewhat impartial, seeing as I was a participant in the show. So I'm not going to really be like, that sucked! I'm going to be like, well, I did my part, and I hope I didn't suck. Uh, So your opening... The good news is Shelly and I were in the audience. We were not working the show. Uh, We can tell you if it sucked or not. Thank you, I appreciate it. And also, uh, I was told that... I even when you can't hear me on commentary when you're there live, you can see me on commentary in terms of my hands. I speak a lot with my hands, very Italian when I'm when I'm behind the mic. I thought you were about to take off, like lift off from from a few points. It was really hilarious. You can you can see Zach not only because of his moving hands, but also his his very bright goosebumps shirt that he, he was <laughs> yes. wearing that night. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so, so the opening contest of that show was uh, a special challenge match. Uh, Brian Idol with superstar Sean Davis and Natalia Markova versus uh, Damian Angel. So, um, uh, so uh, Damian, I like Damian Angel a lot. Uh, I, I love the way that he has, over the past few years, really transformed his character into this like god devil type. Mm-hmm. Thing. Uh, Shelly wants me to uh, cut my beard like his now with the two like little tails. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. She thinks that would be wonderful. Um, I, I will be honest. I I hated Superstar Sean Davis at first. I thought he was overly annoying, but he's slowly growing on me. Excellent. Um, and I'm becoming more and more a fan of his. Uh, uh, Natalia Markova. I will talk more about during about her match uh, because she did have a match after this. 
Uh, for Brian Idol, I will go by what my mom used to say. If you have nothing nice to say, then you shouldn't say anything at all. Okay. And Shelly, any, uh, any additional points to make? Nope, he pretty much summed it up right there. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's a good match. I, uh, it, was, it was a decent match. Yeah, but... it was a decent match. It was a good okay. starting match. I thought you guys opened strong. Excellent. Excellent. Thank like you. That. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as an aside, for whatever reason, I told myself I wasn't going to start uh, the show in ring with, with Trevin as, as you know the, the main host of the show. I told myself that I wasn't going to uh, call him by name because that's a very like 80s Jesse Ventura kind of thing. Like, oh, let me tell you something mean, Gene. Like, that's very like, nah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And not two seconds into he hands you the mic. The first thing out of my face is Trevin. And I was like, God damn it. So <laughs> failed on that mission. Uh, so your next matchup, which led right from the end of the Damian and Brian match, uh, was a women's wrestling showcase, uh, which is not super common in FIP. Right, um, right. Uh, Natalia Markova with Superstar Sean Davis versus a debuting Catalina Perez. Right. Uh, Catalina Perez, our, our eldest daughter's uh, favorite female wrestler. Very true. Uh, so we were definitely excited to, uh, to see her debut. Um, Markova, uh, I think might compete up there with Roderick Strong and possibly John Davis with volume of chops. Yeah, no kidding. And I'm not talking like, oh, she did a lot of them. I'm that she did, but they are so loud. Yeah. She Holy was crap. Killing it. <laughs> Just bloodying, uh, you know, poor Catalina's, uh, you know, uh, yeah. like chest and neck area with these chops. Uh, it was downright brutal, um, but uh, oddly impressive to watch all at the same time. Uh, I actually thought the match was uh, was really good with like uh, a, an odd kind of setup of, you know, Natalia, uh, you know, Markova really just beating the snot out of Catalina, but then Catalina having these moments where she's really trying to like, really fight back and not quite making it. She would get to the point where it looks like she was going to really take over. And then Markova would kind of back that up again with a couple more chops or, or something else. Um, I've only seen Markova, I think once before. Uh, and I thought she really, she really impressed me this time. I was going to say she impressed me more as the night went on. So when she first came out and she was ringside, right. I felt like, I couldn't really care much about her at that mm -hmm. point. I couldn't invest anything in her at that point. I just didn't think she had provided anything character wise for standing there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, so I was a little disappointed there, but then when the, her actual match started and I was like, wow, she's a really great wrestler. Like right. she really came out with some good moves. I was like really impressed. So I, and I felt like her character came on strong during the match. Right. And so I was much more impressed with her match than I was with her, ability to kind of just be a part of the surrounding crowd, I guess. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. She wasn't great in that moment, but I think she was really, really shine during the match. And Definitely. then I thought Catalina came out as a debut match in the company came out really strong. I think right. she held her character. Great. I think she came in and uh, really looked clean. And um, I thought that was really like great. I thought she took those chops like a champ. Cause I was right. like, they really hurt. Like, 
it felt like our chest hurt afterwards. Right. It was really Yeah, I was going to say, I, I checked with her afterwards, and yeah, her there's like there was genuinely like a hand mark on her chest. It was It was horrifying to look at. No, totally. And I thought they, I thought they really held well for, to like come in at a strong position in the, in the card. So I, I, one of the things I do hope is, is that I, I hope that somebody from WWN was definitely paying attention to that match because though shine doesn't make it down here into Florida all that much anymore. I know they're still doing shows. Mm -hmm. Um, They really need to take a look at both those ladies for the shine roster. And quite honestly, I, I hope somebody maybe sends that match even to somebody who runs uh, Shimmer, because uh, I think uh, both those ladies could definitely uh, do some interesting things on the Shimmer roster as well. So, Agreed. Absolutely agree. That's so wonderful. I had a whole different view of what I thought you were about to say. What did you think I was going to say? I was really hoping that someone from uh, WWN sees that they should maybe put more women on the FIP card. So I was oh. like, oh, maybe they'll invite yeah. some of the Shimmer or Shine girls to come into FIP and have a few more matches hmm. because I really think it played well in the in the building. Right. So I don't, you know, I I hope that's what comes from it. So okay. yeah, I was gonna say both on both counts. Either way, I'm very happy. Um, so after that, uh, we then led into a grudge match. Where uh, the fabulous Fabu Andre, again with superstar Sean Davis, tussled with Francisco Chiazzo, uh, resident Team Hammerfist favorite wrestler of all time, Francisco <laughs> Chiazzo. Uh, I, I love Fabu's character. I really do. I love the entrance. Uh, Shelly's not agreeing with me as much on this one. You can't see your face, facial expression right now. Um, I I don't know. I, I like the old like Adrian Street type of type of thing. Um I think it's fun. You didn't like it as much. No. No. <laughs> um <laughs> the long um, pause and then I know no. it because um, I was really trying to think of how I wanted to say it. It's I want everything that comes after his his entrance mm-hmm. to be stronger. Okay. So if that happens Maybe I can get on board. Right. But right now, it just looks like a hot mess to me. Like, okay. I don't know. To me, it wasn't like... Do you think that because of... Do you think that's overall something Fabu just needs to work on to strengthen it up? Or do you think that was kind of what was set forth based off of how he had to work with the opponent that he had? No, I I have to say since we I we've seen more than you know a few matches, I still mm-hmm. just think it's him. Okay, like I need him to step. Okay, to step past like where he is right now with it. Okay, so I think he just needs to commit harder. Okay, to like making like throughout the match, like so. There's sometimes that I think like, for lack of a better term, breaks character. Like okay. he has sometimes that I just didn't think was as strong. Okay, so. So not that he's necessarily bad, but if he could push it even push the envelope even further for what he's doing and and push the character and make things look a little more like crisp or strong. Yeah, I just I just feel like I think his wrestling sometimes lets him down. Okay, so it's like he comes out with a very big character. I'm expecting big wrestling, too. Okay, so Mm. 
I just felt like sometimes I'm let down that way. There's a few wrestlers I feel that way about, but, and, and I just think that that if I was one of them. Hmm. So I just, a little bit more. So, you know, my other one complaint about this, this part of the show so far might be, um, huh? What's that? Uh, a lot of, uh, so, uh, and again, Sean, superstar Sean Davis definitely growing on me on this show, but I don't know if we needed like, three hard matches in a row with him out there. I, I, maybe if they had broken up his appearances a little bit. Um, because, because the man hits an octave that no one's ever heard before. Also true. And it's piercing, and it's three matches in a row. It's like a lot. Right. I felt like if he could have ebbed and flowed a little, right. it would have been okay. a little easier to take. So, Or maybe if there was a match or two in between some of his matches, like... But we've also decided that if I can find a pink fedora, I'm definitely oh. going. I'm definitely going one show as, and a and a pink vest. I'm definitely going as Superstar Sean Davis. I, I kind of figured that's where this is all leading towards. Yeah. The FIP shows. I'm not shaving for it though. I'm keeping them. Definitely not losing my beard for just to hit a cosplay. But got it. I will definitely do the full gimmick otherwise. So. All right. So the final uh, Sean Davis match tag team showcase. Which this one literally came from the previous match. There was not even downtime. This just led right into it. It like collided into yeah. each other. Dirty Blondes versus the end. Um, can I state how much for the? Well, I guess I can. It's my podcast. I can do whatever yeah. the hell I want. Um, how much I really enjoy the Dirty Blondes. Yes, I love that old. He school. Does. I really do. It's like. They are the oldest of old school type tag teams out there. Um, there's nothing fancy. There's nothing like, you know, flashy about them or anything like that. But that's okay. They come out there and they usually smack people around and, and you know, look really good and look really good doing it. I think they're a great old school heel tag team. Now, the problem becomes in that instance for them is they're basically fighting the new version of the Road Warriors, right? Uh, in the end, <laughs> who come out and just destroy people. Um, and- I was like, Chad, you're saying great things about these two guys, but I can't even I can't even imagine anybody coming close to the end. I couldn't have paid any attention to who they were beating up. It was like, well, it's because you were looking at Odinson. I mean, he's not he's bad. dreamy, but nevertheless, yeah, no, when. When you've got literally an atomic bomb strapped to a wrecking ball as the opponents, it's like, hmm, well, this is going to be a little messy. It was crazy. And they had a fantastic match. I thought it was the match of the night. Um, but the really? tag match, yeah, yeah, I was very impressed with. I thought the tag match was really outstanding. Really? But match of the night, though. Yeah. Okay. I thought about it. It took a long time to think about it because we didn't really mention it when after the show, right. like what we thought of to each other. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, there's another match I enjoyed just right. as much, but I felt like, like sitting through the show when this match happened, everybody was all in. Right. Like the whole crowd, everyone was super. Like not that the other matches we weren't all excited and cheering right. and whatever, but like this match got out of the ring. It was like all over the place. Sure. It was great. Like it as a tag match, it was, it was per, it was right on. It was. Spot on. See, for the I've night. got two matches that I feel like are fighting for my top spot. This is not and saying this, this match wasn't great, but this isn't uh, one of them. Man, uh, this match was really good. You're absolutely right. And like I said, the end isn't like I said is, uh, you know, like I love Zach's description of you know an atomic bomb strapped to a wrecking ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. The, 
the Dirty Blondes being, like you said, that great old school brawl team. I thought that the overall match was yeah excellent, and, and they could wrestle every show I've ever I ever go to, and I'd be happy to see it again though. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, so, um, so Zach, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, how was it announcing that match? Because they did go. <laughs> Kind of everywhere. Yeah, it was difficult to call. Like we just lost sight of everybody, and everyone was, you know, it's it's difficult when just everyone's throwing haymakers immediately. So that one that one was certainly tough. However, I feel like it was good where it was on the card because it sort of ushered in this difference, or like it felt like it raised the bar in terms of hey, things are about to get real crazy for the second yeah. half of the show. Exactly. It was like, here comes some, some traditional FIP craziness. Right. right. Like we're, we're going that the train's going that way, guys here, here it comes. Like, and, and then they didn't, they delivered like the next few matches were definitely like stepped it up. By the way, and can I say one thing that you, cause you mentioned typical FIP craziness and you made me think <laughs> of something. I, I would like to thank uh, the people who run FIP for still having a crazy show without like trying to overdo it because for a while there they had like this wacky ring announcer guy who came out just to basically like curse and thought he was like you know trying to be cool and and stuff like that and they've backed away from that recently Mm -hmm. and just and just let the wrestling be the show now and it makes all the difference in the world um because if you we got it broken up by that weird comedian dude who, you know, like I said, wanted to just come out and say the F word and stuff like that. You, no matter how good these matches are, I don't think the show would have flowed as well. And I don't think you would have had the audience into it as much as they did because it was just like one thing right after the other, you didn't give the audience a chance to calm down. So they were hyped for everything. So thank you. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because that always, that version of a show set, set up with the, over the top, uh, you know, ring announcer and things like that, that always plays in the back of my mind at every punk pro show. Cause I never want to do that. I never want to be distracting to how the show goes. I, I want the, the talent and the wrestling to be the focus and not just me being a big goof. So that always, that's always like my deepest fear is that, and, you know, and for punk and for punk pro, I don't think, I, I think you have your uh, you have your moment at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. where you give like the rules for the show that you you've given pretty much every time, like you know when a wrestler comes flying at you, get the hell out of the way type of deal. Right. Um, and you have your stuff at the end of the show where you're thanking everybody. In the middle, um, you keep it moving and don't try to like over goof it up. I mean we've. We've had times where other people have been the ring announcer for a night and they kind of over goofed it up a little bit. Right. Um, and that's the sign of where it could go. You've never, you've never done that though. So don't, don't worry about that in the least. You're, you're Excellent. always handling it really well. So, Excellent. so um, believe it or not, the, the listing that I have here is a little out of sync now because there were some changes at the last minute of the show, but I believe the, the next match after uh, the tag match if I'm not mistaken, was was that Hunter and Leon? Yeah. Hunter Law and Leon Ruff. No, Hunter and Leon oh, was weren't they? No, because uh, Hunter was the last member of 
of OAL. So the first one would have been Troy then. So it was so it was the tag yeah. match into oh. Troy Hollywood versus Anthony Henry. Right. Because okay. Anthony Henry oh, came yeah, marching yeah. out right after that tag match and was like, let's 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 get this started now type of deal. Yes, yes, and yes. And called Hollywood right out. So you are correct. Uh now that for me was one of the two matches that I would consider match of the night. Really? Uh, yes. Uh and I, I wanted to make this admittance, uh, and I will make this publicly, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to make this admittance, that um, uh, Anthony Henry, I definitely, the mic died, <laughs> Henry um, it was not always my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> for a little bit, he wasn't, you know, it, not that he was bad, he just had a style that originally didn't jump out at me all that much for the past, like five or six matches I've seen of his recently. Uh, he has been so good and it's just, I don't know what change it could be. Maybe it's me. I don't know if he's definitely changed something in the way that his style's going here, but I think everything that he's done lately has been absolutely spot on. He, he looks like a superstar. He does. Um, and, you know, looks like somebody that's going to get one day should have a rocket strapped to him and, and shoot him to the moon for mm-hmm. how how good he's going to be. Um, but when he gets in there and he starts putting on he just the kicks, the strikes, the, yeah. all look so good. And he's just the pacing is excellent. And then you put him in there with somebody like Troy Hollywood, who we sung the praises of for quite a while on yeah. here. Um I had a good feeling that match was going to be amazing, and they didn't. They didn't disappoint me in the least. I have to say, this that match was the match that surprised our friend. Oh, uh, Yale came with us. Right. Yale was like, "Whoa!" Right. Like, so you know, she has a she has a, a two year old. She doesn't get out much, so she hasn't gotten to see a lot of live wrestling in a little while. In a while, right? But she's a huge wrestling fan, and she wasn't really prepared for how that match was going to go, and it really shocked her. She was in it. Like I've. It was really fun to see her come quite alive at that point. Like yeah. she was really into the match, and um, yeah. So I thought I was like, well, I have to say that because it felt like that match really did. We all had the most fun during that match. I have to right. say, so it was really a close tie for me. But I don't know. I felt like the tag match really kicked yeah. off. Yeah, just like the energy of the whole evening. So it really like it did it for me. It was perfect. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the guys were great. Troy Hollywood, by the way, another one that needs to be like, it, it, why more company, why more larger companies out there aren't looking like very deeply, at, well, pretty much every member of OAO. Right. Uh, but but Troy, especially coming out of this match, if more people aren't looking at him to, to you know, have him on their shows, I, I don't know why they're not. It just makes no sense to me. Between that match and the match he had with Shane Strickland and Tampa Bay Pro, um, about a year ago. Uh, since like that point, he's just been on. He's been on a whole nother level. Um, and same with it, like with his, the stuff he's doing at Punk Pro. He's he's just he's in another world right now. And and more people should be booking him. Agreed. Now speaking of Punk Pro, we saw in the next match, uh, Troy Hollywood's opponent for the January yeah. uh, Punk Pro show. One Mister John Davis put the Oof. Florida Heritage Championship up against. Snoop strikes. Well, first off, let's briefly talk about John Davis having a bit of a stare down mm-hmm. uh, with Anthony Henry after his match, but before John's. 
because John has basically been calling out Anthony Henry for a while now um, to get a shot at the FIP uh, title, which Anthony Henry holds, uh, and basically has been calling Henry a coward. Yeah, for uh, lack of a better term. Um, and you know, for most people, when John Davis calls you anything, you say yes, sir, and don't make right. eye contact. I'll say that just um, becomes your new identity at that point. That's just. My, <laughs> That's my name now. Okay, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, it'll be very interesting if those two get in the ring together, which it looks like that's kind of what they're setting up to here at some point. But uh, yes, because uh, Henry is definitely looking for his belt, uh, and yeah. I guess somehow John had absconded it. Um, how he snuck out there to steal that belt is a whole other story, because um, <laughs> it's not like he's you know stealthy, um, but. Somehow he pulled In it John off. Davis's case, I assume he just willed it so. Like he just right. thought about it hard enough and then it just the appeared belt. in his hand. The belt just, just made an appearance. So, uh, But yeah, John Davis uh, defended his title against uh, one Snoop Strikes. Um, oh, that, uh, he, man, he drew the short straw. Yeah, like, right. Dang. He got, he got beat like he owed him money. Like mm. uh, he got beat a lot in that match. That was a, that was a rough moment. And like Snoop looked amazing in the match. Don't get me wrong. Looked amazing, getting his butt kicked uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. It was They're great. There are wrestlers, uh, and then there are forces of nature, which is <laughs> right. what John Davis is. John Davis is just like John Davis is a wrestling version of a hurricane. I mean, there's just no two ways around it. He's just going to come in. He's going to brutalize you, um, uh, and. Uh, and the end of that match. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so John Davis likes to use um, what's what's known as the Siberian Bear Crusher, which is actually yes. a, co- a a combination of three moves. It is a uh, a German suplex, mm-hmm. uh, followed by a power bomb, yep. followed by a lariat, and uh, John Davis uh, slammed Snoop strikes so hard. Oh my God, so hard during that Siberian Bear Crusher that there was no need for the lariat because Snoop was not getting up. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he, we made it to step two, the German, and then it was nighty night time from there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was definitely one of those stop, stop, he's already dead moments. Yeah. Like... Um, and thankfully, John did stop, um, which was surprising because I figured he would just clothesline his soul out of his body from that point. <laughs> Well, uh, I was going to say, that's actually the second show in a row, the second FIP show in a row, that jo- John has just straight out knocked out his opponent. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So. I uh, mean, it looked so amazing. Uh, I, I think we stopped traffic outside. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, it was the, the whole room was like, whoa. The place got quiet. Yeah. yeah that, that was like yes. the quiet the audience got because uh, the, everybody was sure this was this was like, you know, Straight out of a Stephen King book. Hey, let's go see a dead body. Um, yeah. Scenario. So it it was it was impressive to be honest. So yeah, I'm never uh, gonna say anything to John thank, again. Thankfully, no. I'll <laughs> definitely talk to John, but I'm gonna like I'm not gonna like try to piss him off or anything. That's you know who knows what Snoop apparently said in the back, but Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, no. If you if you go for any match though, that might be the other one. By the way, to to go find it, if for nothing more than I'm surprised nobody's gift that ending yet. Um, yeah, no kidding. Uh, where 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 are the gift people out there with the that two parts of the 
Siberian Bear Crusher because the third one wasn't there. So yeah, um, the third part wasn't needed. Um, yeah. And then finally, you had Hunter Law versus Leon Ruff to kind of round out the OAO uh, challenges, the the Tower of uh, Strength. Right. And I thought Hunter and Leon killed it too. I thought all three of these matches were really excellent. Yes, I would. I would like to state for the record that it was Hunter Law, uh, the absolute best, our internet champion, facing Leon Ruff. No, it was not Leo Rush. We've never seen Leo Rush in person. Right. But Shelly was positive that's who we were seeing. Um, because apparently Shelly thinks okay. they look alike, I guess. So all three of us young ladies sitting near me which is all yeah, heard Leo Rush being announced. Every yeah. one of us. It wasn't like I was the only one not understanding what, what was appearing in front so, of us. So Zach, you probably have to stress Leon Rush a little. Uh, Leon. Yeah, Rush. I was going to say this sounds like that that this is on me. So. <laughs> so not not to lay blame. I'm just saying I wasn't the only one, and we were all very confused. So it took me a few minutes to be like, that's not who I thought that was going to be. But it did give me a lot of time to mock Shelley uh, for thinking that Leo. <laughs> Leo Rush and Leon Ruff were the same person. Um, it's like, no, honey, that's that's not it at all. Um, but no, they did they did kill it. They had um, an amazing match, though. So I was obviously we're a little biased. We were definitely rooting for uh, for Hunter to to take that one, but uh, Leon definitely thoughts on uh, the, let's ask the hard hitting questions here. Thoughts on Hunter's new uh, Zubas inspired attire? Excellent. I liked it. Uh, you know what it reminded me of a little bit? It reminded me a little bit of the um, of like one of Eddie Van Halen's guitars. Yes, agreed. Shelly, so, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. She was too busy being confused between Le- where she was too busy wondering where Leo Rush was. So, and I was trying to read rough on the back. I'm, of Leon's. I'm sure you. I'm sure you were. That's what so I was. She was doing to. research. All right. That's so then, from there, paying attention, we, we went to uh, another debut. Cyrus Satine against the debuting Zachary Cooper, uh, our fellow wrestling nerd. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, uh, Cyrus Satine, who, by the way, a- another person that has been definitely growing on me. The more the more yeah. I see him lately, he's really starting to, I think, come into his own down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, good for him on that one. Um, but yeah, he ran into the. It was a great match, but he ran into the buzzsaw that that definitely is uh, the symphony of destruction. Yeah. Uh, that uh, freaking discus boot was the most. I think other other than probably John Davis almost killing Snoop Strikes might be one of the most like just hard destructive shot. hard yeah. shots for that entire show. So. Yeah, I was I was actually very pleased with uh, both those guys. They both got great reactions from the crowd. They told a great story. Like I was very pleased with with that whole exchange. Definitely. No, it was a really good match. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed both. Like, kind of both guys like putting on a really good match together. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Zach's member only jacket really struck me as awesome. <laughs> Spoke to you. <laughs> now that you weren't making fun of his members only jacket as much as you were uh 
I think you thought Catalina Perez's jacket looked a little member. Also, only. also a little member. We liked only. the rest of her gear, but we weren't sure about the jacket. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, I missed the I missed the fur personally. She yeah, had a, I know. A, like the short fur she used to wear. I thought that was always cool, but. <laughs> The the Wait, bath the, the bathtub mat that you would wear it's a good look right <laughs> we were we're very fashion files sometimes out in the audience what can we right. say so sorry so. I'm a little judgy so. and then uh, your main event was the tag team title match as the skulk of Liam Gray and Adrian Alanis took on the precipice Chance Aurin and Omar Amir with Skinny Vinny okay so first off um. I'm putting this out there in the world right now. Um, Skinny Vinny, yes. if you are listening to this right now, oh no, I really want you on the podcast. In the oh. I, at, that, at that growing might be exactly why I want to have it happen because I, I, for some reason, he, uh, first off, he, he struck me. He's just struck me funny. I love Skinny Vinny, uh, but he did get the crap beaten out of him. So I thought you'd at least appreciate that portion that like, Skinny Vinny definitely got got beaten up a bit. In this I show. Uh, I'm, I might have uh, skated the line a little bit about being impartial on commentary. That might have right. might have proved a little <laughs> difficult. Um, I have to say, by the time we got to this match, again, I was I was you little. Were, I I needed a little reset. You were you were both tipsy and tired. And I was you, I you was needed, a little tipsy and you needed and tired. a break. So. Yeah, so so I have to say. The one thing that the one uh, takeaway I had most from the match was that I felt like they were out of the ring a little more than I would have liked. Okay, so okay, that's fair. Um, it's a little difficult, definitely, to like read all of the like moves and stuff when they're down on the floor. And I, look, that floor isn't sanitary, so like those get up, get your faces off of it. It's gross. So get up, get up. Go back in the ring. So I mean that's that's genuine. That's a genuine concern, yes. Is the but, the hepatitis that can come from the orpheum, so yes. I mean I you know, I don't want to call out my friend's place of business, but right. you know <laughs> you know, it's it's a problem. But I just felt like they were definitely like really, really physical. So I think they helped the fact that the match there wasn't an intermission. Because they were like really intense at the end of the night, right. like, and it was it was sort of a different flavor than what we saw in the previous matchups. Exactly, and especially the one right before it. Right. So I felt like that was a fairly traditional match right before it, and then they were like, "Oh no, we're going really hard." Right, like this is gonna someone's gonna walk away injured here. Well, that and, kind of, and this tone. is not the first time these teams have kind of faced off before. Right, right. so. So that was that was why it definitely got to that point so quickly because this was, you know, the skulk had been slowly moving to try to try to get the precipice's number, and I kind of had a feeling that tonight would finally be that that night yeah. that they you know were able to kind of cross the barrier. I'll be interested to see if they have a rematch. Um, I hope they do because um, okay. I think it'll be as good. But from there. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see how the skull handles the rest of the FIP tag division. Mm. Yeah. Like, their tag division has been excellent right now. And you've got That's true. Um, dirty blondes, the end um, uh, ugly ducklings. Right. Um, like you've got a, a, you know, OAO, you've got a bunch of tag teams a lot out of there. 
that are super talented and these kids in in the skulk because they are they're not they haven't been in this industry that long um are are really good don't get me wrong they have an excellent teacher in ar fox but i don't know if they'll be able to handle some of what they have coming at them now that they've got the belts Um, yeah i would i would say i would say fip has one of the best uh you know tag divisions going yeah so yeah, that's certainly something to look out for. So, but yeah, it'd be interesting. I'll be interested to see who they who they face next and how they how they handle it. Because um, there's definitely a lot coming at them now. So. And there's a lot of really great storylines that they can go with, or that they can you know set up um, because they have such a deep tag division. Right. So I think it's really exciting. Actually. Boy, and the fans love that team, though. Oh, they do. Good God, man! They man. Do. So, yeah, I was say, that was one thing I was really surprised by was like the normies who were at that show too. Like, I definitely saw from you know being perched up high, I definitely saw some people like wandering in off the street, just yeah. sort of like, "What the hell is this?" And then just being completely blown away. I believe even in line, we had an older couple in front of us who yeah. was just like. They were just down in Ebor having dinner, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of like wrestling." And she's like, "You have never said that before in your life. <laughs> you are a liar, sir." They, but they they stayed through the they whole stayed thing. through the whole thing. They definitely yeah. enjoyed the show. So, um, I thought it, I think it's super fun when people just like happen upon wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the selling points to me for having it in in club and bar venues is that the potential for someone to randomly walk in and maybe discover what they've never seen before. So to me, that's really exciting. And I think something that uh, all the companies that run out of the Orpheum have really put front street is like, we're going to make something really entertaining so that maybe some people walk in who've never thought about wrestling. Right. So ideally. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's kind of fun and it's really exciting. So and I, I felt like the crowd's energy was crazy, crazy high, um, you know, for a Friday night show. Right. So, well, and like, also officially kind of in like the doldrums period of, of indie wrestling. You know, normally yeah. you don't get as many big shows towards this end of the year because a lot of people are focused on family and things like that. So to have such a huge turnout right after Halloween was kind of unheard of. And so... Uh, I think Luna put it best, um, and I think we can kind of end it on this, that uh, this show felt very, very, very much so like the old FIPs that first kind of drew us all in. Right. Yeah. The FIPs from like five, six years ago, where, you know, it, it was crazy and it did have a, a very interesting roster to it. And so uh, that was sort of her big takeaway, and I feel like that really does kind of sum it up nicely, that it really did feel like the classic FIP that we all fell in love with the first time. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it definitely felt that way. And I think, I think it can show from, if you mm-hmm. watch any of these matches, it really shows that even the guys in the back felt something a little different too. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. So yeah, overall 10 out of 10, wonderful show. Uh, you can go find it on club WWN and WWNlive.com. If you want to go watch the video on demand or order for yourself, you get to hear me being very obnoxious on commentary alongside Trevin Adams. Um, and yeah, the show was fantastic. And then uh, 
leading us to, like I said, Punk Pro in January with John Davis and Troy Hollywood, which we will definitely need to reinforce the ring for. Yeah, uh, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> yeah, and, all kinds of. And, and maybe make sure that, you know, uh, you know, I love Troy, but maybe make sure he's got a, uh, you know, a, a will. Or, or a helmet. A, a good yeah. power. Of, yeah, he might want to borrow Dick Danger's helmet for that <laughs> match. Yeah, true, and, true. Uh, yeah, just just saying. Uh, <laughs> don't get caught in the Siberian bear crusher. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, God in heaven. Look, he's faster. Just keep moving out of right. his way. <laughs> John, stop, stop killing people. Well, anyway, oh. so any other any other thoughts? Anything else you guys need to get off your chest or or, or plug or anything like that? No, not that I can. Um, at IndieCast, if you're not mm-hmm. following us already on all social media, uh, also follow at Team Hamma, H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T, Team Hamma Fist. They just did a... Uh, show live this week that you can find on their uh, uh, Facebook page um, for the video portion of it. If you'd like to see their lovely, lovely faces as they <laughs> discuss all things, uh, all things wrestling uh, and probably other stuff too. And then that'll go up later on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network, which you can also follow at SoundCloud.com/wnrn uh, or uh, search Wrestling Nerds Radio Network on any podcast catcher you use. Uh, awesome. Anything. For you to uh, get your shit in there, Mr. Romero, as it pertains to uh, Fully Gimmick or anything like that. Yeah, just FullyGimmick.com. We're, we're dropping new merchandise, you know, all the time. Um, yeah, we're trying, we're experimenting with some new things, uh, some new pop vinyl and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so FullyGimmick.com. And uh, that's just about it for that right now. And then, if, of course, Punk Pro Wrestling. Be on the lookout. We'll be doing some match announcements and things like that coming down the pipeline here. January the 12th is 13 Dead End Drive, the 13th Punk Pro Show, as we just announced, uh, John Davis versus Troy Hollywood for the uh, Punk Pro Fully Gimmick title, as well as uh, Hunter Law will be defending the Internet Championship, and we're going to have some returning faces and some debuts. It's going to be bananas. So uh, January the 12th at the Gulfview Event Center, Newport Ritchie. Uh, I'm saying it right now, the final Gulfview Event Center show for Punk Pro, the final 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 show there at that venue so help us send us off i guess and then we'll see you at wrestlemania so uh for everything there i believe that covers everything here i am always the sexually aggressive koala uh i am coculus maximus i'm booby fat and until next time everybody as we always say are you tired of the same old pro wrestling then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors 
or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are, we're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.